I went to Will's again, where I found them still at cards, and Spicer had won fourteen shillings of shore and vines. Then I spent a little time with G, Vines, and Maylard at Vines's at our vials. So home, and from thence to Mr. Hunt's, and sat with them and Mr. Hawley at cards till ten at night, and was much made of by them. Home, and so to bed, but much troubled with my nose, which was much swelled. Fifth. I went to my office. Then I went home, and after writing a letter to my lord, and told him the news that Monk and Fairfax were commanded up to town, and that the prince's lodgings were to be provided for Monk at Whitehall. Then my wife and I, it being a great frost, went to Mrs. Jem's, in expectation to eat a sack posset, but Mr. Edward not coming, it was put off. Fifteenth. Having been exceedingly disturbed in the night with the barking of a dog of one of our neighbours that I could not sleep for an hour or two, I slept late, and then in the morning took physic, and so stayed within all day. At noon my brother John came to me, and I corrected as well as I could his Greek speech to say the apposition, though I believe he himself was as well able to do it as myself. Sixteenth. At noon Harry Ethol came to me, and went along with Mr. Maylard by coach as far as Salisbury Court, and there we set him down, and we went to the clerks, where we came a little too late, but in a closet we had a very good dinner by Mr. Pinkney's courtesy, and after dinner we had pretty good singing, and one, Hazard, sung alone after the old fashion, which was very much cried up, but I did not like it. Thence we went to the Green Dragon on Lambeth Hill, both the Mr. Pinkney's, Smith, Harrison, Morris, that sang the bass, Shapley and I, and there we sang of all sorts of things, and I ventured with good success upon things at first sight, and after that I played on my flageolette, and stayed there till nine o'clock, very merry and drawn on with one song after another, till it came to be so late. After that, Shepley, Harrison, and myself, we went towards Westminster on foot, and at the Golden Lion near Charing Cross, we went in and drank a pint of wine, and so parted, and thence home, where I found my wife and maid a-washing. I stayed up till the bellman came by with his bell just under my window as I was writing of this very line, and cried, Past one of the clock, and a cold, frosty, windy morning. I then went to bed, and left my wife and the maid a-washing still. Eighteenth. All the world is at a loss to think what Monk will do, the city saying that he will be for them, and the Parliament saying he will be for them. Twenty-sixth. Home from my office to my lord's lodgings, where my wife had got ready a very fine dinner, viz., a dish of marrow-bones, a leg of mutton, a loin of veal, a dish of fowl, three pullets, and two dozen of larks, all in a dish, a great tart, a neat's tongue, a dish of anchovies, a dish of prawns and cheese. Thirtieth. This morning, before I was up, 
I fell a singing of my song, Great, Good, and Just, etc., and put myself thereby in mind that this was the fatal day, now ten years since, His Majesty died. February 3rd. Drank my morning draught at Harper's, and was told there that the soldiers were all quiet upon promise of pay. Thence to St. James's Park, and walked there to my place for my flageolette, and then played a little, it being a most pleasant morning and sunshine. Went walking all over Whitehall, whither General Monk was newly come, and we saw all his forces march by in very good plight, and stout officers. Thence to my house, where we dined, but with a great deal of patience, for the mutton came in raw, and so we were fain to stay the stewing of it. In the meantime, we sat studying.